slow key and I am, I say I am Mr. Super Facts. Salute family. Definitely hit that like button on the way in. Definitely subscribe to the channel if you're a newcomer. You already know, today we talking about Takashi Snitch 9. Oops, I mean Takashi 69. Is he making America snitch again? Let's just put everything on the table, man. I want to say triple salute to the king on the panel, man. I got Mr. Let You Tell It. He made time, you know, for this discussion today. I feel like he's the most qualified to speak on this uh, particular topic because, you know, Mr. Let You Tell It is in the city himself, man. He's from the city of Brooklyn, man. So he can definitely, you know, give us insight as far as the atmosphere and the energy or the temperature of what's going on over there in the city. I do want to welcome Mr. Let You Tell It to the panel. I appreciate you for hopping on the panel today, bro. Definitely go over to his channel, man. All the information you need, his channel, you know what I'm saying, the PayPal, the Cash App, everything. If you want to put some respect on his name, hop up in the description, hop up in the comment section, and show that man some love, man. That's where you can find him. But Mr. Let You Tell It, man, how you doing today? And, you know, we're we going to get straight to it as far as this whole Takashi 69 a snitch nine situation, bro. Thank you for having me on. I'm doing good. Um, shout out to all your, your subscribers, and I appreciate you for having me on. But yeah, we could definitely chop it up about the whole Takashi Six Nine situation. Some of what I say may be controversial, but um, it is what it is. That's a fact. And also check out Mr. Let You Tell It. He also made a video on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty much, you know, asking a couple more questions and we're piggybacking off of his video uh, during this collab. But I appreciate everybody pulling up and put some respect on, you know, the content that uh, both of us content creators are making, man. But I want to jump all the way out the window, man. I want to have a real conversation. First up, man, you know, the question that I'm asking immediately was, was, was Takashi's security... In jail, stronger than Jeffrey Epstein's. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> was his security? Nah, I don't think his security was actually that strong, man. I don't think. I think the kid is honestly a coward. I don't think he would hurt himself, and um, and the system basically wants him to rat. And they might play him in the end. He still might walk away with a lot of time. I just, but but the thing is, I just wonder how was it? You know, I feel like this is deep in a rap. But at the same time, I feel like, how is it that, you know, a Jeffrey Epstein type of dude, if he went, if he took the stand, imagine if Jeffrey Epstein took the stand the same way Takashi took the stand and put all the people, a lot of people that, you know, run this country, if he put them on blast the same way Takashi was putting Jim Jones, Cardi B, Mel Matrix, so on and so forth on blast. Can you imagine? I'm just saying, can you imagine that impact? Yeah, I definitely. It would been it would have been huge. But um with with Epstein, unfortunately they never gave that man the chance to do that. You know, some people say he got caught up in the system for for the information that he had. I don't know which way what what really happened. I don't really believe the man killed himself. But with Takashi, the people he's going against is not people that's as powerful as the people that Epstein had information against. So they're going to protect him because he's he to them. He's taking out people at the bottom of the totem pole. You know, the government has never been a big, uh, big supporter or fan of hip hop at all. So that's a fact. Now, I did want to put this question on the table. You know, if they if the people in the streets respect your gangster 
or they fear you, will you be treated differently if you snitch opposed to if they don't, you know, respect you or fear you? So pretty much what I'm saying is if somebody, you know, when you look at certain gangsters that really, you know, they, they got bodies, they, they clap people up. But they, you know, at the end of the day, they snitch. So if you look at an Alpo, you know, things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? But they can walk the streets and they get love. It's it's weird. But then you got other dudes that might not respect Takashi 69s gangster. So that's why they might their perspective on him might be a little different. They might feel like they could touch him opposed to, you know what I'm saying, a, a different type of gangster. Now you absolutely right. What well, Alpo, Alpo is a gangster. So no matter what, Alpo fed a lot of people, took care of a lot of people, and he did snitch. He told, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, a lot of people still got love for Alpo. It's gangsters that don't know Alpo that's like, yo, Alpo's a rat. I don't like rats, blah, 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 blah. But if they see Alpo nine times out of ten, they're going to keep it pushing. They're not going to say nothing to the man because, you know, the man is dangerous. Well, he went to prison for 14 bodies. Takashi 69, on the other hand, he never was a gangster. The gangsters that was holding Takashi 6ix9ine down was still bullying him. So because of his appearance and because <laughs> everyone considers Takashi 6ix9ine soft, he won't get a pass. When he walks the street, people will press him and call him a snitch and say, say things to him because they don't respect nothing about him. He was only around them dudes for like two years. And, and honestly, Takashi 6ix9ine started all the beef that they was helping him defend. And and he threw all of them under the bus. So he's he's honestly the worst type of snitch. But I I think he's going to recover from his snitching his his uh his snitching story. So I don't even think nothing bad's going to happen to the kid at the end of the day. Now, you know, I just want to ask you a personal question. Do you feel like that's kind of a that's kind of, I don't, I don't know if the right word is hypocrisy, but as far as the whole, you know, if a dude is catching bodies opposed to a dude isn't catching bodies, isn't it? I mean, what is really, I guess the question I'm asking you is, what is really a gangster in today's world? I don't, personally, I believe a gangster is a man that makes money and take care of his people. I don't even believe there's any real gangsters left because... In the streets, there's all these codes and these principles and these morals like, oh, there's no snitching. If you're a street dude, you're not allowed to snitch. But but you also got to look at it like street dudes don't follow rules. That's what makes a lot of street dudes who they are is they don't listen to rules. It's like, oh, you can't sell drugs here. Oh, well, I am going to sell drugs here. You can't. You're not supposed to hurt and injure or kill or kidnap. And it's like, well, I'm going to do exactly that. In the streets, there's nobody to enforce the rules. It's it's not like a, a the state where it's like the state says, oh, you broke this rule, so now we're going to punish you and you're going to go to jail. In the streets, it's a fairy tale that, that oh, if you snitching, something bad's going to happen to you. Because if really, if you snitching and you come home to all the money and you still got a strong team, nobody's going to bother you. And it's sad to say that, but but it's actually the tr the truth of the situation. If Takashi Six Nine get out of jail and make three or four hit songs, and they're the number one streamers, there's a whole audience out there that's gonna act like this whole situation's never happened. You might go to his music video, read the comments, and people's gonna be under there like, "Oh, why y'all listening to this rat? He snitched. He snitched." But people really not gonna care. Street dudes make a big deal out of snitching, 
But to be honest, half of the dudes in the street is snitching themselves. So now I, I did want to ask you definitely what was your opinion of the difference between a snitch and a rap? But before we get to that, as far as street dudes, a lot of um a lot of a lot of rappers, you know, a lot a lot of a lot of black gangsters, they compare themselves to the mob. Um, they compare themselves to the Italians. Do you feel like the Italians? It, it seemed like the Italians maybe that their crime was more organized. I'm not necessarily sure. Y'all could correct me on that. But do you look at how how the mob, those Italians, ran their organizations? Were, were those mobsters street dudes, or was this something different? Was it a different level of how they were moving compared to you know niggas like Treyway and shit like that? I would consider the the mobsters street dudes, but they just actually was organized. They actually had something. They all had something in common. They was all from uh, Italy, and they was all part of this certain family. And there was people in place to enforce the rules. But what like street dudes say, a dude from Bed Stuy, Brooklyn, gets into it with a dude from Crown Heights, Brooklyn, and they start snitching. There's no one in the streets to enforce anything. If your homeboys are the people that you run with. Don't hold you down, then it's over. So if someone snitches on you and your homeboys don't go press them to get them not to tell or not to take the stand, there's nothing you could do about it. That's a fact. Now you you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I know, a snitch is somebody that is a citizen, uh, uh, somebody that's not a part of the part of the gang. They're um they're outsider, you know what I'm saying. So if they see something going on and they call the cops, that's snitching. But a rat is somebody that's you know affiliated with the gang or they're doing the crime, you know, with other people. And then when that time come, they get caught up. They tell on the people that they were doing the crime with. Is that the right definition of you know a snitch versus a rat? Um, I've been hearing that definition going around here lately, so. I guess it is, but back when I was coming up, when I was in the streets in the 90s, a snitch and a rat, there was no difference. Nowadays, people be like, oh, you a snitch because you a street dude and you told. And then they'd be like, oh, this person is a civilian and they're allowed to tell. It's cool if a civilian tell, but when I was coming up, it didn't matter. If you was a civilian and you was looking out your peephole and you see somebody get robbed in the hallway and you told, they would have the same energy for a civilian as a street dude that was snitching. There was no, there was no line. It wasn't like, oh, this is the, a good person from the block. She called the police and said we're selling drugs. So we don't care. We're just going to go to jail and this, whatever. At the end of the day, it'd be like, yo, this is a good person from the block, but we're going to get her up out of here because she's messing up the money. Yeah, that reminds me of what Cameron was talking about when I think, I don't know, he was getting, he was getting interviewed by, I think his name is Bill O'Reilly, I think it was. And he was just pretty much talking about if there was some crime going on in his building, he would just move instead of snitch. <laughs> yeah, I remember like that. He said I remember something that. similar to that. Yeah, I think it was if, if a serial killer lived next door to you and you knew it, would you tell? And he was like, it ain't his business to tell you. <laughs> and I absolutely agree with him. <laughs> That's a fact. I do want to say triple salute to the kings in the chat, man. You already know we got the best DJ on YouTube, Eric Johnson on the check-in, and the big homie Dre Gray pulling up. He said, Aunt May ain't no snitch. <laughs> That's crazy because literally I got a grandma, May. Um, I do want to put this question on the table, man. If you see how, you know, and this is all a legend, if you see how the Crips did Nipsey, 
if you see how the Bloods just did uh, Takashi, you know, the question I want to ask is what flag would you choose in 2019? Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, actually, to me personally, I think the whole gang banging culture is a, is an illusion. It's a fantasy. It's, it's like dudes is beefing with each other, and they don't even know what they're beefing about at this point. And and some of these gangs is so large, you don't even know half more than half of the people that you claim in this same gang with, but you taking on the same beef with these people and you could get caught up for something you didn't even do. Somebody from your set that you don't even know because your gang's so big might have did something way across town and, and you pay for it. And and the so whole fact. Nipsey situation, that was definitely sad because it was like someone from his own gang. So That's a fact. Um, I do want to say triple salute to Miss B. Williams on the check-in. She said... Uh, Jesus flag. <laughs> I'm rolling. Facts. Eric Johnson said the African flag. Okay. Yeah, niggas. All right, y'all turn it up. Oh, man. Definitely, I do want to say triple salute to Mr. Let You Tell It, pulling up, man, putting a lot of game, a lot of free game on the table, man. Um, You know, they talk a lot of, a lot of rappers talk about no fly zones um, for, for their own people. But it seemed like the cops got free free range to bust their heads to the white meat. How you feel about that? <laughs> as far as these, you know what I mean? As far as these street rules. Yeah, it, it goes back to the same thing. There's there's nobody in the streets that could that could enforce these so-called street rules and these street codes. And and, and going back as far as history could go, black people's always been scared of law enforcement and government. They won't attack them. You know what I mean? They could see the police kill somebody in their neighborhood unarmed and innocent. They would rather protest about it. But if somebody, a random dude, a random, another black dude killed someone in their neighborhood, they wouldn't protest. They would kill him. Or at least try to. So it's it's just, it, it's, it's real tragic. It's a lot of confusion out here, especially in the streets. Young kids, they don't know what they want to do. The ones that want to be in the streets, they believe in these stories. And, and and all it's doing is leading all of them to prison or it's leading them to their grave. That's real shit. Um, now, I, I try to put myself in, in these positions, you know what I'm saying, the best of my abilities. But, you know, I, I wonder why as far as this Takashi situation, the way they were extorting him, I felt like none of none of the gang members, uh, it go, you know, allegedly it goes all the way up to Jim Jones. You know, if you talk about the big picture, you know, you know, on our straight to a podcast, we not just a regular podcast. We just don't bitch and complain about shit. We actually put solutions on the table and we had a realest conversations on the internet. You know, I just feel like as far as the bigger picture, you know, especially rappers are coming and going. It's it's so, like at the rate today, you know, back in the day, rappers be around for like, you know, five, ten years. Now it's like you lucky if you in the game for three years. And I guess as far as the whole Takashi situation, I mean, you know, here come the air quotes. As far as the OGs like a Jim Jones or a Mel Matrix or whatever, you know, why didn't they try to plan for an exit route, an escape stra uh, strategy? And, you know, why didn't they try to go legit with the money that, 
you know, they were pretty much extorting from Takashi 69 Do you feel like that would have been a, a, a move for them? That would have been that would have been the best move, but when you surround yourself in the streets, um, you're basically surrounding yourself with a lot of intelligent people, but their ignorance outweighs their intelligence. So it's like when they first got when they got their first bag from Takashi or their second or third bag, they could have easily left it alone. They could have easily told them, "Yo, chill with all this beef and chill with all the drama. You hot right now. We got this. We're just gonna keep making the money." But instead. It's almost like they started infighting amongst themselves about, oh, we're going to make him tougher. If he's a, a rapper and he's making money, why are you telling him he needs to put in work? He should have put in work before y'all turned him blood. But now that he's famous, y'all want him to put in work. Y'all want him to carry guns around. And y'all basically destroyed y'all own situation because he was a breadwinner. Who wouldn't want a Takashi 6 9 on their team? Even if you didn't like his music and his image, a lot of people would have took him like, yo, this dude is winning. He's making a lot of money, and I'm going to keep keep this thing going that we got going right now. But they just they kind of self-destructed the situation. Right. And, you know, I just typed his name in YouTube yesterday, and I was just scrolling, man. And his videos, like his music videos, the majority of them almost got a billion views. I mean, I'm looking at 700 million 800 million, 900 million. I'm like, hold on. Is these robots or real people? Like, you know what I'm saying? What in the hell is going on over here? And I look around and I'm thinking, man, would a, would a different culture have played it a different way? Would they have maximized it? You know what I'm saying? But I definitely, I, I, look, I think it was a fucked up situation all around. I was talking to Dre Gray, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's a new king. We're going to have on the panel you know, on, on Sunday for the Straight Tour podcast. But he was telling me pretty much that, um, oh shit, I done lost my whole thought. Um, oh shit, man, I done lost my whole thought. <laughs> my fault, Dre. But as far as this whole Takashi situation, man, I just, oh yeah, he was, he was telling me how, um, the dude only got popular because somebody saw him working in a rest, uh, working in a grocery store and he looked cool. And the dude was like, you know, would you ever rap and shit like that? So I think I don't know, you know, how, how how what's your thoughts on that? The dude wasn't even trying to rap. He was really an internet troll. Yeah, I think it was the Billy Seiko dude. He seen him working in a in a meat market or something and told him he had the image to be a rapper. He's the one that actually actually if I'm not mistaken, he's the one that introduced him to them Treyway dudes that started extorting him. And he made that one song Gummo and the song took off for him. And from that point, he was almost like from my how I look at it, from the day he met that dude that introduced them to those dudes, he was basically a Treyway hostage. When the FBI came in and, and, and got him, I think he felt like he saw Jesus because he was actually like, yo, I could get away from these dudes because they, they, they extorting me. Allegedly, one of them is messing with my baby moms. One of them kidnapped me and the rest of them just trying to put their hands in my pocket. And he, he didn't have a way out because he wasn't a street dude. A street dude, once he got that money, he would have been like, yo, these dudes trying to play me. He would have just got away from him. He could have he went completely industry, hired real security, and cut all of them dudes off because you can't get next to a celebrity as easy as you want to. So once he would have went industry on them, they wouldn't have had access to Hurt the Boy, but he didn't. He had too much to prove, and he had a big mouth. He talked himself into the situation. 
That's real shit. Now, I did have to ask you, man, and, and I probably should have, this probably should have been the first question, but it is what it is. You know, you come from the culture, man, and I, and I respect your perspective on a lot of topics we discuss, but uh, I did want to ask you a, a real question, man, and take your time with this one, um, and definitely chime in, chat. I want to know y'all, you know, y'all opinion on this too, but do you feel like Takashi 6 9 exploited hip hop or did hip hop exploit Takashi 6 9 I think Takashi 6 9 exploited both. I mean, he exploited hip hop and hip hop exploited him the same. Well, not even hip hop exploited him. The dudes from Treyway that he was running with was exploiting him. They seen him and they realized that all the little kids in Brooklyn, a lot of them, they want to be they want to be blood or they want to be crip or they want to be GD. They want to gangbang. That little kid had the image. So they figured since people say most of the music is purchased by white people, they could sell him because he didn't look like us. They could sell him to them and it worked. And also while they were selling him to them, they had the images that that basically co-signed him. They co-signed him in a way people was like, maybe he really is a tough kid. Maybe he really is a tough guy. And then on the flip side of it, he exploited the, the music game because he did all this trolling. He knew all of this. Everything that he did, he knew was going to backfire on him at one point. And he did it just to get I guess he did it just to become famous because he wasn't getting the money he was supposed to be getting. The kid was basically held hostage. They wouldn't let him move out of Brooklyn. I've never seen somebody making a million dollars as famous living in the middle of a bed stock. Right, right, he couldn't right. leave. Right. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know if he couldn't leave, but he was just scared to. Because he, he's, still, he, he's still young as hell. What is he, like 20, 22, 20 something, 20 something. He, he, I think he's 21 or 22, but but he had the, the, the mentality of no matter where I go, some blood is going to find me, so I right. might as well stay here with these dudes. Right, right. And, you, and you could tell he's not street because, I mean, you on video telling someone, hey, I got a 30-pack blood, like to hit somebody. Like, what? Why would you even say that on camera? That man said that to TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> he said it to TMZ. Nigga had a TMZ shirt on. Nah, I'm playing. I don't know if that was... I don't know if that was TMZ, but he I said saw, it to I the camera. On TMZ, so yeah, it was somebody. <laughs> and, and nobody around him was even smart enough to be like, yo, don't, you can't say that. So the dudes in the hood was exploiting him because when they heard him say it, they was cool with it. Like, yeah, this going to boost his image more and we're going to make more money because people going to believe the story. The only thing, the, the sad part about it is the feds came and got him. And when he get out of prison, all of them is going to be cut out because now he's going to he could run around and make a movie about the story. He could write a book about the story. He's going to continue to generate money, whether people like it or not. And they call him a snitch. There's a whole world out here that don't care if you a rat or a snitch or if you a fake blood or if you testified against everybody you run with in the hip hop culture it's frowned upon. But at one point in the hip hop culture, being gay was frowned upon. Now. Everybody in the world damn near says, 
I don't have no problem with the gay community before they even say something about gay people. And in the future, another five, ten years, because there's a lot of snitches and rats in the streets. Five or ten years, people gonna start saying, I don't have a problem with rats and snitches before they say something about it. This is so off topic, but I see that same trajectory with, with this whole, you know, this transgender movement. I see that shit moving into, uh, you know, normalizing pedophilia. And this is way off topic, but I just see that as far as, you know, the pattern that you laid out. I see, I'm looking at, I'm seeing the same thing, man. I agree. I see the same. It's, it's all coming. It's all coming down the pipeline. The more people see it, the more people talk about it, the more we get comfortable with it. Uh-huh. Older people won't be comfortable with it, but all the little kids growing up, they get comfortable with it, and then they make it the norm, and then they be like, oh, y'all old heads is always bugging, y'all tripping, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. Oh, this my homeboy, but he really a girl, but he think he a dude, and you like, no, that's a dude, and they like, oh, nah, he say, <laughs> and it becomes confusion. <laughs> yeah, they, hey, yo, oh, man, every day I'm hearing stories about how you know, if you don't call those people the right pronoun, you gonna you gonna have you gonna have twelve at your door. This is no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But I know that's way off topic. But we was just talking trajectories. I do want to say triple salute to the kings and queens in the chat, man. We got a lot of kings and queens in the chat, man. Um, you know the chat is on fire, showing love. Uh, the low key T and Mister Let You Tell It, man. I appreciate y'all chiming in on the conversation now. Like we said in the beginning of the video, you know what I'm saying? Mr. Let You Tell It is in the city, man. You know what I'm saying? He's live and direct from, you know, and he can tell us that the energy and the atmosphere of the situation. You know, the question I want to ask you, do, uh, you know, uh, from a real perspective, do people give a fuck about Takashi 69 and everything that's going on with him, you know, where you at? Nah, people don't give, people really don't give a fuck. They're just, a lot of people's just surprised. That, that the Treyway dudes fucked up the bag. That's what people are surprised at. Because they like, yo, how they was running with this soft-ass nigga and had him in all this extra shit? And they messed up the money. That's that's really it. And then there's people that's shocked that they let him claim homie. They turned them blood. And, you know, people in the streets always act surprised by people snitching, but half the dudes in these streets be snitching, so... It's a myth when people be like, yo, everybody holding it down. If you walk into any federal courtroom in the country on a Monday through Friday, there's dudes in there from the streets that's snitching. Takashi's not the first. He's in a protective custody unit uh, of of the jail he's in, in in federal custody, and he's sitting in there full of people that's telling, waiting their turn to take take the stand. They're just not famous. That's real shit. And some of them is probably real. They probably really put a lot of work in, and they telling. Because cause, cause it's controversial to co-sign a snitch or a rat. But there's dudes doing 20 years, 30 years, or doing life that's 20 and 30 years into their sentence right now in a cell that wish they snitched on somebody and they could come home. There's, there's jailhouse snitches that's sitting in jail talking to their bunkie right now. And if they bunkie say the wrong thing... They'll go take that information to the DA and try to get their bunkie a new case just so they could cut time off their own sentence. People act like snitching is not common, but it's very common. It just wasn't ever done in hip-hop like this kid did it. You know, people not bashing Puff 
But what happened with Sean? He's cool. He chilling. He making his money. Nas spoke up on that though. Nah. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did, but Puffy's still rocking. That's a fact. Now, when you look at you know um, these other successful gang members, and it, and it's, I think it's sad that you gotta it. You know, I I, I just want to hear the music, man. Now that I'm older, it used to be about the image. You know, I used to. I used to pay attention to the image. It used to be cool on an impressionable mind, but now I'm older, man. I'm almost thirty, and I'm just like I don't. I just want to listen to some good music. I don't. And, and and a lot of the people are so damn fake. I mean, I was listening to a content creator yesterday talk about how uh, Rick Ross was a correctional officer, and then he and then he had Meek Mill rapping, talking about drug dealing, talking about drug dealing, but he was signed to a correctional officer. It was just. Don't nothing make sense, you know what I'm saying? It's just everything is backwards, man. So you kind of can't get attached to the 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 person themselves. You just gotta listen to their music, if because you you just gonna be confused. You might even be pissed off because you want to believe what they saying. I feel like Rick Ross make beautiful music from the, from the beats to his bars, but I just I can't put him on and ride out. Because I know this nigga lying, like you know, what I'm saying that's just me, though. You know, I'm I'm the same way. We want to believe the stories that that our favorite artist is telling us. We want to believe that we could relate to what they're saying or some portion of it. We want to believe that they letting us into the real them and into their life, and then we buy it and we be like, "Yo, he's real. I love this artist. His music is amazing, and everything you think about him gets shattered." Because you find out, oh, damn, I really liked Ross. He was talking about when he was broke, how he came up, when he did this. Oh and then you're like, God. yo, he was a CO. Like, how was he a CO and all he talked about is drugs? And that's that's what destroys the image. We It's hard for us to separate entertainment from music. Rap is, a inter, is part of the entertainment industry. But rap is a, is, is a different kind of music because a lot of it is spoken. It's a lot of spoken word. And you listen to it. And when you hear something enough, you you automatically going to digest the information and you're going to build the image of the person and then it backfires. And me personally, I, I I try not to respect rappers no more, but it's still rappers I respect. But I've been I feel like I've been bamboozled a million times by rappers. So I just be like, wow, I'm not even gonna No, I feel you. I'm not even gonna entertain it. I feel you, and that's why, you know, I be wondering, are we fucking up? As far as the listener, if it's all entertainment, like you just said, are we as the listener fucking up because we getting too attached to it? The same way we watch a movie and, you know, you got Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt or Denzel and they, they you know, they playing a role. You know what I'm saying? And every single movie, they playing a different role. So you got John Wick, you know, he shooting motherfuckers in the face and in another movie, he playing, you know, some romantic comedy bullshit. So it's like, do you feel like we we messing up as the listeners as far as getting attached to the craft? I, I don't think we as listeners is messing up. I think the entertainment industry is made to trick and fool people. Because when when you listen to the music or something, or some, when, when a rapper gets in trouble, the first thing they always say is it's just entertainment. But when you hear a rapper having a, a heart-to-heart with somebody that, that's interviewing them and they talking, the first thing they say is, I'm real. I keep it real. I speak about real-ish. I talk the truth, things that I've went through. So it's hard to it's hard to pick and choose who's the entertainer until something exposes them. 
even though you know it's entertainment, you would like to believe, well, at least this person's authentic because that's what hip-hop was created on, authenticity. You had to be authentic to say certain things in your music. Because in, in the beginning, we didn't just look at hip-hop as entertainment. We looked at it as a, as a form of a art form. Party music, right. have a good time. You want to have a good time, throw on some hip-hop. You won't go to a club to listen to hip-hop. Turn on the radio to listen to some hip-hop. Listen to your favorite artist. He's going to talk about things. They're going to tell you stories that they've been through. And we still have this in the back of our mind. When you hear an R&B song of somebody singing something and you feel in the song, you don't necessarily believe that the person went through what they're singing about. But in hip-hop, it's completely different. A lot of times, you want to believe what they're saying. There was this Nas song, and... Um, I can't remember the name, but I think it might have been from his first album. But it was pretty much he was talking about um, the kid that was that was selling drugs, and then he gave him his chain. And then I saw the visuals. It was on. It was on belly. Uh, belly. Yeah, yeah, I was. I, I didn't. I didn't remember if it was on belly or not. That's how I want. I didn't want to say it. But when I the visuals matched up with the song, so perfect, and I was like, "Yo, that's." It was a real story. It, it, you know what I'm saying? So. That's what I grew up on. So I guess because I grew up in that area with Nas and Jay-Z and Biggie and you you saw what they were doing. And if you look at a Dame Dash, how he was putting up his own money for what they were doing and they were really doing illegal shit to get their money. I guess I'm a victim of growing up during that that era where the music was realer than it is today. So I guess people today just automatically like, oh. This shit is fake. Everybody, you you programmed to to think it's fake. But in the era that I came up, it was it was. I'm not gonna say it was 100 percent real, but it was it was way realer than anything any rapper is saying today. Facts. It it was it was it was as best as it could be. It was based on a lot of reality. Everyone was trying to do their thing and and be true to who they was. Biggie, Biggie was talking about smashing it of New York Knicks, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Wife, and he really allegedly, but apparently, really, yeah, allegedly he really did. <laughs> that, that's the difference. And and he made it a classic song. He, I mean, he made it into he made his life and his reality into an art form, and that's what I fuck with, and that's why. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of great rappers, but uh, Biggie's definitely my favorite rapper. But that's that's just what I, I come from, and that's what I binged on, you know what I'm saying, when I first fell in love with hip-hop. So that's why when it comes to today's music, I, I can't listen to anything, bro. I really I really can't remember the last time I bought, a, um, bought an album. I think Kendrick Lamar, um, Good Kid, Mad City, I think that was the last album I bought, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't even remember the last one I got. It might have been... It's been a minute, so, but, but, but that's that's the thing with hip hop. Like Kanye West, people may not like Kanye West, but he's true to himself. He keeps it real with who he is. But he's from a different generation of listening to hip hop. These new kids right now, they say anything. All of all of the only thing I believe that these new young rappers talk about that they actually do is get high. That's it. Everything else, I just take as. Mumbling like yo, I don't know what he doing. He sound high now. He sound like he's sipping syrup right now while he did this song. And some of the songs, I'm not even saying all the songs ain't garbage. Some of the songs is all right. Right. You know, but also I, I do think hip hop is under investigation by the federal government. And Takashi Six Nine 
is 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 not the last person that's going to end up in a super big indictment, and he's probably not the last rapper that's going to take the stand because most rappers right now would snitch if they was put in the situation that Takashi Six Nine was put in. You can't go from um, growing up in the hood poor to having a lot of money and then imagine spending forty seven years to life in a jail cell. Now I, I just completely I didn't even get to the question I wanted to ask. I just I just went into that Rick Ross shit, but. I was just talking about successful gang members. You know, if you look at the Cardi B's, um, the Nipsey Hustles, um, you know, the Little Wayne's, all, a lot of them, you know, they pretty much claim a flag. And I don't know if that's for for them to get clout so they can generate sales. But the question I want to put on the table, and I'm not necessarily sure if they got extorted or not, but how, you know, from your perspective, how do you feel like the, the Snoop Dogs of the world, the Little Wayne's of the world? How did they get away and not end up in a situation like Takashi Six Nine? Um, a lot of them were smarter than Takashi Six Nine, and they probably actually did come from the streets. So they seen, they understood the situation that they was in, the friendly extortion. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, we gonna be cool with you. You gonna claim our flag? We're going to make phone calls. We're going to protect you. We're going to keep you from getting robbed all of, all across the country because you under this bandana that we're claiming. But you're going to pay. You're going to take care of us. You know what I mean? Chris Brown claims, claims blood. It's like, why does he need to claim blood when he could just claim that he's a, a pop star? But they would rather claim blood because it also helps their image with the kids. I don't know, like, when gangbanging became so cool and so popular and so influential in music. But from the day that happened, every rapper feels like they have to be affiliated with somebody to, 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 to get acknowledged or to not end up on Worldstar when they go to Chicago or they go to this city or they go to L.A. You could be from New York and you claim blood. You feel like when you go to L.A., you need to link up with some blood so you're safe. Nobody wants to be young Berg and have they chained getting passed around the whole internet. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, that's, that, that's what that's what causes it. But they're genuinely, they're not really gang members. Snoop Dogg is probably a real crip. Well, not even probably. I'm sure he a real crip. But a lot of the other dudes, they're probably not even really gang members, man. They, they just, they get in a pass because they feeding people, man. Gang members that really put in work out in these streets, when you get older, you don't want to put in work. You don't want to be in the streets. You don't want to catch cases. So the next best thing to do is be like, you know what? I built a bond with a bunch of dudes I grew up with in these streets, and we put a lot of work in, and we're going to friendly extort you. We're going to keep you safe, and nothing's going to happen to you. If something do happen to you, we're going to take care of it, but you got to right. pay. It basically becomes a job for gang members to protect artists that want to claim gangs. And, and gang members want you to claim their gang. That's why the whole Takashi thing happened. Them Treyway dudes wanted Takashi to be blood. They wanted to bring him home. That way they could extort him. The only place that I think they messed up is is they got him involved in doing crime. So that that kind of it it it, it, let, it 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 made them traceable. Yeah, it made them traceable. They made themselves too hot. Everywhere they show up it's a shooting. It's like, yo, this ain't Brooklyn no more. Y'all y'all famous. Y'all on TMZ. And y'all trying to run around and shoot at people and get in the shootouts and fights like y'all bugging. Chill. But but at the same time, you also got to remember, New York bloods are very real. And it's a very serious gang in New York. 
But at the same time, a lot of Bloods in New York always want to try to prove that they're real to the Bloods on the West Coast. And especially that they was famous and they were screaming blood. It was almost like, yo, we got to prove that we're even realer. Because people on the West Coast always would be like, oh, New York Bloods is fake. They stole our name. They stole our thing. They ain't doing it right. You know, Mr. Let's You Tell It, I always promote... Me, personally, I'm going to be honest. I, I was never really like super exposed to gang culture. You know, I'm from Teaneck, New Jersey, born and raised. You know what I'm saying? I'm right next to the bridge, New York, man. But... I was never, you know, I seen people flagging, but I just, I just never gravitated towards it. You know, I remember, you know, um, niggas I would hang out with when I was younger, they would, they, they be flagged up with the blue, you know what I'm saying? And I remember putting this shit on, walking around, and it was a difference when you walk around as, as a civilian and then you walk around with a flag on it. it people, it's, it's, it, you gotta be on guard. For no reason. You, just, you know what I'm saying? People <laughs> stare at you a little bit longer. I'm like, hold up. Back. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just real awkward, you know? And I'm not disrespecting people in gangs. I don't know y'all situations, man. But I always promoted being a one-man army. That's just me personally. I always promoted, yo, you know, you born alone, you're going to die alone, man. So why not stand alone? Why not stand on your own? You know what I'm saying? And, and that's just always where I came from because I feel like, you know, if you're talking about Bloods and Crips, any type of game, if that's your brotherhood and you taking a real oath, you know, a lot of these initiations involve getting the shit beat out of you or whatever the case may be, or beating the shit out of somebody else. If you taking these real oaths, then if everybody, this is just my philosophy, if everybody in this circle isn't abiding by this oath, then I don't want no parts of it. You know what I'm saying? So, and the only person I trust 100%, 1000% is myself. So I, I was just, I was never a person that was like, I wanted to do dirt with other people. I just said, if I'm going to do dirt, I'm going to do it by myself. That way, I don't ever have to worry about being a snitch. I don't ever have to worry about somebody snitching on me, so on and so forth. But I, but going back to what I was just saying, I just promote being a one-man army, man. You know what I'm saying? When you when you, you came into this world by yourself, you're going to lead by yourself. Go do what you got to do out there by yourself, man. And whatever happens, happens. It is what it is. I feel like nobody's going to hold your hand. It might appear that people are going to hold your hand through this shit, but but you don't know that. You don't you won't know until you know. You know what I'm saying? You won't know until you win the fire. Exactly. You won't know. And, and in New York, I see when the go, the whole gang thing hit Brooklyn. Like but prior to it, everybody would be like clicked up. It'd be like you and two of your friends, y'all be one strong team. Or you and your block, y'all strong team. This block got beef with your block. So on and so forth. It, it was a few gangs. It was the De Decepticons and it was the low lives or whatever. You you can technically call them gangs. But people was more broken up into cliques. And those cliques, they grew up with each other. And you would ride with each other. Like, you would defend your friend to the end. Like, yo, that's my that's my man from next door. I'm not hearing nothing y'all talking about up here right now. And that's, that's the end of it. But then, I'd say around 96, all of a sudden, it was mad dudes coming home. And they was all coming home claiming blood. And when they was hitting the streets talking about they was blood... I'm neutral, so I, I don't claim no gang. I'm neutral, but I was seeing them, and their numbers was growing real quick, and they was on this thing about cutting people, cutting people. They were just randomly cutting people face open in New York. And um, and I think what made a lot of dudes gravitate towards it was a lot of them was scared, or they were soft, 
They was getting bullied. And they couldn't get no girls, to be honest. Because as soon as I've seen dudes, as soon as they throw that red handkerchief in their back pocket, all of a sudden they getting all these chicks. When all the girls used to pass them by, and, and, and it's almost like it makes them feel tough or something. Wow. Some of them really are tough, but there's a lot of dudes in them gangs that's just hiding behind that handkerchief, behind that set, just like Takashi 6 9 was. When they hit the fan, they don't want no smoke, and they will tell on everybody. It's a lot of them, and they hiding behind strong people. And me being neutral, I used to run around a lot of other neutral dudes. And we all would always say the same thing, like, yo, son is a bird. But you can't do nothing to him because he got these eight gangsters that we know is killers <laughs> that's going to help him. Right, right. So you just ignore him. Right. You kind of just give him a pass. Like, yo, if he right. don't do nothing to me technically, I'm not going to say nothing to him because it's going to create a big problem with all these other red dudes, these the red team dudes. And it's crazy but, because they're not even loyal to him. They're loyal to the, to the income. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, it's... I don't know, man. I don't even think it's going to go away no time soon because more and more kids want to join gangs. There's nothing countering joining a gang out here in this world. It's like the cool thing to do. You just got to have, I guess, good parents, a good upbringing, or a strong mind, and, and you'll avoid it. And the, But the craziest shit is the strongest gang in the nation is the, mili- is the U.S. government. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like... You know, and I do want to say triple salute, man, to the homie um, Block Talk News, man. You know, he told he was saying that, you know, he was in the military. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he said he went to Afghanistan. So I do want to put some respect on his name. But it's just like, you know, unless your gang, I just, unless your gang is competing with the U.S. government, what the fuck? What you doing this shit for? It, I just never understood terrorizing your own fucking neighborhood, but then letting this other gang with a badge come through and they don't they they don't get no hands. They don't get they don't catch no hot ones. It's just weird to me, man. It's just weird. You know what I'm saying? I, I think a lot of it stems from oppression. A lot of it stems from oppression to where you see that your parents is oppressed. You see your mother's oppressed. You see that she ain't making no good money. Everyone in your neighborhood's basically oppressed by law enforcement and the government. And instead of you know you can't fight law enforcement, you know you can't fight these people, you take that oppression out on your own people. You like, yo, the cops come through, shake me down, beat me up. They don't even arrest me. They took my gun. They took my drugs. And they let me go. And you angry about it. And you'd be like, you end up taking it out on people in your neighborhood because you know they can't do nothing to you because you the tough guy. But when the police come, you can't do nothing to them. You just got to eat it. And a lot of it is, is just oppression. People love power. And power destroys. So when you feel like, if I turn blood, I'm going to have mad power out here on this block. People be like, well, I'm going to turn blood because without me being blood, I can't come out here and sell drugs to try to put food on the table for me and my mom. Because as soon as I hit the corner, they're going to be like, yo, you can't eat on the block, son. You need to take your ass upstairs. Yo, you shortstop in the paper, son. You can't be eating out here, son. You ain't even homie. You can't eat out here. It's going to turn to beef. So dudes will be like, okay, so if I turn blood, then I could eat out here. And they'll do that. It's a lot of, yo, I've seen personally dudes that hustle that acclaim blood in one neighborhood and go to another neighborhood, a local neighborhood, and act like they neutral just so they could keep eating. But look, apparently that's what Takashi was doing. He came in the game, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, with a blue flag, and then he switched up to a red flag. 
Absolutely. And when he come home now, he probably going to go back to his blue flag if they let him. <laughs> man, <Real talk>. is, <laughs> man is wilding. Man, I do want to say a triple will. salute to Mr. Let You Tell It on the check-in, man. A lot of insight, man. Like I said, if you're not familiar with this type of information, man, this is a lot of insight, a lot of free games. So I do want to say triple salute to Mr. Let You Tell It on the check-in, man. Um, now, I know you said, you know, you're not really fucking with the music today, but you know what I'm saying? Can you tell the people, you know, what what is Mr. Let You Tell It listening to? You know what I'm saying? What what's in the what's in the uh cassette player or the DVD, you know what I'm saying? In the C D car in the car in the whip, whatever, man, on the iPhone. What what is Mr. Let You Tell It listening to today? Today, what am I listening to? Wow. That's a that's a great question, man. To be honest, I don't even know. Hold on real quick. I'm gonna ask my girl. She must be outside. To be honest, I don't know. I, I listen to a lot of older music. Growing up, I listened to Big. I listened to Pac. I listened to The Locks. I listened to Siegel. And to this day, I still go back and listen to Ready to Die. I still listen to Me Against the World. Because, like, me personally, um, Biggie, Ready to Die, and Tupac, Me Against the World, those two albums raised me. When those two albums came out, I was a wild adolescent in these streets. And that music spoke to me as a wild adolescent out in the streets. And I also listened to a lot of Nas, especially it was written. I know Jay-Z said it was written was kind of do, but I thought it was written was a classic album myself personally. And to this day, I'll still listen to those. Every now and again, I may listen to... um. I may listen to Drake because everybody listens to it around me. And I'll be like, oh, okay, this song is cool. I listen to Rick Ross. I listen to Jeezy. I love a lot of T.I.'s music. T.I. is one of like the first dudes from down south that I really respected his music lyrically. He's like one of the first. Um, and really, that's about it. As far as the new young boys, I don't really listen to them. I don't really listen to them. Oh, I listen to Casanova. Yeah, Casanova get you, it back. Uh, you listen to uh, A Boogie. I, I like A Boogie, man. I don't oh, yeah, feel I like, like I, I don't feel too. like he fronting Don Q. Oh, I forgot about him. Don Q. About him. Yeah, I, I like fuck him. with them dudes. Don Q remind me of Styles P. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah, they good too. They good in the book. Yeah. But other than that, I I like down south, but I don't listen to a. Oh, I listen to Kodak. I ain't gonna front. I, I like Kodak. Kodak. I like Kodak. Got some Kodak. song people. Talk a lot of shit about Kodak, but Kodak got some songs where he's exposing a lot of shit. He's talking some real shit. And he's his own. He's his own artist. That's what I like about Kodak. Yeah, I fuck with Kodak because one thing I know about Kodak, because my people's run with his people. Kodak is a real young boy. He real. That's why I like Kodak. And, and his music is actually good. So, yeah, I fuck with Kodak. I forgot about him. Kodak, <laughs> you listening. Uh, Booby Hill in the chat says Dave East. I never really got into Dave East, man. Yeah, I haven't either. My girl listens to him all the time, but I, I don't know. I haven't found a song that made me listen to him that made me listen to all his other stuff yet. That's what it is. I did want to go back to a comment that Treehouse wrote. Um, he pretty much summed up everything that was going on. Okay, so he said, Trey Ray definitely did that shit all wrong. 
they went fast food instead of a home cooked meal. I think. I think that sums up the entire hey. goddamn situation, uh, Treehouse. Hell yeah. It <laughs> does. You said it better than I could say it in a million words. <laughs> nah, that's some real shit. Uh, Eric Johnson says, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Nas, Cool G Rap, Tupac, uh, Tupacalypse, uh, DMX. Um, you know, I remember that troublesome 96, man. I mean, like... Like I said, like we were just saying before, it the authenticity, the authenticity in the songs, man, the passion, the emotion. You know, today it's just watered down, junky, drug addict rap. I don't know what it is. Going back to what you said, the only thing we believe they doing is getting high, overdosing yeah. and shit. But back then they would, you would hear the passion, and you know, if you put some Tupac on while you at the gym or you about to go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, do you know what I'm saying? Do some illegal shit. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Really, boot it like gets you on a different frequency. That's how powerful that music was. That's how impactful that music was. And and my whole thing is before we get up out of here, is I I think it's such um a disgrace. It's so pathetic and it's sad that you know the music hasn't progressed. It hasn't got. Better. It hasn't like the beats, the the instrumentals that we're hearing is out of this world now. The way the producers stepped their game up, but the rappers just declined. And it's crazy how back in the day, the 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 lyrics, the artists was the wordplay was on another level, but the beats weren't so extravagant. They were kind of simple. So now it's kind of like reversed. Uh, you agree with that, Mister? Let you tell it. Absolutely. Beats is at an all time high. Lyrics is at an all time low, man. Yeah. The lyrics right now is garbage. And Tupac is actually my favorite rapper. I put him I put him before Big. Oh. Because, oh, he, got more, oh. because he got more because he got more content. That's the only reason. Oh, okay. I will say that. But I also don't like that he got my man Big Hit, man. I don't like that. And I and I do feel like he, he was smashing Faith Evans because as soon as he got shot in New York, he instantly thought Big had something to do with it. Meaning he already had a paranoid mind like she was pillow talking about it. But I still rock with Pop. I mean, yeah, people, you could correct me if I'm wrong. People are going to say, you know, maybe I'm hating. But I feel like, you know, I love Tupac's music. I do understand his message. But I feel like his antics outweighed um, the the, the impact and, the you know, the music. I just want to say the impact. It outweighed the impact. the potential, the the maximum potential of his impact. You know what I'm saying? If he wasn't spitting on cameraman or you know just being so goddamn extra, if he just if he was just more low key about how he moved, but if he did the same exact shit, he was just more low key about how he moved. I feel like his impact. I feel like he'd still be alive, maybe. You know what I'm saying? That's just how he I would. feel. I believe he'd still be alive too, but to. Tupac Shakur was in the exact situation that Takashi Six Nine is in. Takashi Six Nine just didn't get killed. He got picked up by the feds because Tupac Shakur was one person in New York, but when he got with Death Row and had all them bloods behind him, he started wilding. He was in the same situation, and if he didn't end up getting killed, he still had to go fight that appeal on that rape case, so he might have still ended up back in prison. So he kind of was in the, the same boat. I'm not going to say he was being extorted, but when he died, he he already sold 5 million albums and he only had $100,000 to his name. And that's crazy. That That's crazy. That alone is crazy. Um 
So I do want to say definitely triple salute to Mr. Let You Tell It for collabing with me today, man. Uh, triple salute to the kings and queens in the chat, man. Mr. Let You Tell It, what content are you working on next, brother? And right now I'm trying to get into some comedy and a couple, some 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 uh, hood novel storytelling. But I'm going to tell the story on YouTube. And then other than that, man, I don't know. Whatever happens day by day, if, it, if I'm passionate about it, I'll just pull it, put it up on the channel. That's what's up. So definitely, man, subscribe to uh, Mr. Let You Tell It. I will put the link to his channel in the description and in the comment section. Definitely support his channel. You see the cash app on the screen. Put some respect on his content. It's a lot of honorable free game over there, man. I wouldn't have him on my platform if the dude wasn't 100, if the dude wasn't solid, man. I appreciate you pulling up today. Anything, Any other information you want to put on the table as far as this whole... You know, Takashi Snitch 9, uh, Make America Snitch Again. Do you feel like Takashi 6 9 is making America Snitch Again? Absolutely, man. It's a whole bunch of kids out there right now that's ready to snitch because they favorite rapper. So, yeah. But, um, but other than that, man, I appreciate you for having me up here. I love coming up here every time you ask, I'll show up. That's real shit. So, you know, salute to my East Coast brethren, man. Mr. Let You Tell It. You already know, man. I'm low-key. You know, I'm also uh, Mr. Super Facts. So, with that, man, we're going to catch you on the next one. Hopefully, Mr. Let You Tell It can join us for the, uh, you know, the Sunday show, the, uh, the Straight Tour podcast, man. Um, but definitely a triple salute to the kings and queens in the chat. You already know, man. We got Mr. Hill on the check-in. Eric Johnson, Treehouse. 2020, man. We got the Queen, Miss B. Williams. We had Miss Ann on the check-in, man. Jamel Collins. Who else we had up in here, man? It was a lot of love in the chat, man. We had Dre uh, Gray. Let me see. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The best DJ on YouTube, Eric Johnson, man. Triple salute to all of y'all. I appreciate y'all for pulling up, Omar. All right? So with that, man, I'm low-key. You know what I'm saying? And it's Mr. Super Facts. All right? We'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace.